Hey, come on in, come on in, and welcome to Entrepreneurs Can Party. Let me show you around. This is an entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, and those aspiring to be so. The aim is to introduce you to inspiring, like-minded people who are doing what they love every single day and having so much fun in the process. You see, business can and should be fun. I'm your host, Scott Stockdale, and it's my job to tease out their habits, routines, successes, failures, favorite resources, books, etc., etc. All that good stuff. Alrighty, make yourself at home, grab yourself a drink, and let's get this party started. Hey, hey, welcome to episode 125 of Entrepreneurs Can Party. I'm your host, Scott, and on today's Saturday solo episode, I wanted to share five signs you may need to let go of a friendship. This was originally a Medium article that I've now turned into a podcast for you lovely listeners. And if you enjoy this type of episode, do let me know because as of next week, I will be reverting back to more entrepreneurship style podcasts because I suspect that's what many of you are here for. However, if you do enjoy these type of podcasts, which are a little bit more off the beaten track, let's say, then yeah, do let me know because I can direct you to my Medium page, which I'll do anyway. You can find a link to that in the show notes and it may make me change my mind about actually not doing as many of these kind of, yeah, off the beaten track type episodes. With all that being said, I do hope you enjoy today's episode, which is all about five signs you may need to let go of a friendship. Five signs you may need to let go of a friendship. Meeting up and wanting to meet up, they're not the same thing. Michael dropped out of school and partied at weekends. When at work, he nursed his hangovers. Three years later, he's turned things around and runs a successful web agency with clients all over the world. He's soon to be getting married to his wonderful partner, Chloe. He credits his U-turn to a few simple changes. Young followed Instagram accounts that promoted parties and committed to reading two books a month. It's the people he doesn't spend time with that's perhaps most telling. I've let a lot of people go, people with whom I used to go drinking. And you know what? I don't miss them one bit. I pushed him on this. Well, I went sober and dropped out of groups, and no one messaged. It seemed that because we were no longer getting pissed on a weekend, we had nothing in common. I could relate. From all the friends I've made over the years, I no longer speak to most. So I wanted to delve deeper. I wanted to understand who he spends time with, why this is the case, and how he decides who to let go of. According to Michael, there are five signs. Number one, they're socially gracious. To Michael, being socially gracious is the act of saying you want to meet up, but never following through. The classic example, we should meet up sometime. One girl I notice this all the time. Something will spark a message, a birthday or a social media comment. I float the idea of catching up and she's game, enthusiastic even. But when I follow up, she goes cold. She'll ignore my messages. I've done this in the past and I'm not proud. I've said throwaway lines like, we should do this again sometime, knowing full well I don't want to. Not anymore. If I want to meet someone, I'll make plans to do so. Plain and simple. If you're unsure whether someone's being socially gracious, Michael suggests the following. Would they be willing to travel more than 20 miles to see you? If the answer's no, chances are they're being socially gracious. Number two, you feel guilty celebrating wins. When I win, I celebrate with friends. Other people, I just don't tell. This realisation has made me reassess who I'm spending time with. One person springs to mind. I've known them for years, when we share happy memories. However, I hide my successes so they don't feel bad, particularly when it comes to money. For example, 
when I mentioned the sales from my first Udemy course, he called me a lucky bitch. I laughed it off, but secretly it hurt. If by lucky meant I was writing scripts, recording videos, editing, launching the course, promoting on socials, all while sacrificing evening and weekends, yeah, he was right. Diluting your success is no way to live your life. Michael agrees. These people need to go. Number three. If you disappeared forever, when would they notice? This question slapped me in the face. We've all got shit going on. I get it. Michael gets it. The thing is, how long would it take for someone to realise you're no longer there? This is something I've been thinking about a lot. I live alone in my flat, and over the last few days, I've been experiencing tightness in my chest. The thought of a heart attack has crossed my mind. Hyperbolic, I know. It's just soreness from working out. Still, it gets me thinking. Who would notice if I didn't respond to messages? I'd count a handful of friends. As a result, these are the people I'm appreciating and jumping on calls with. Number four, you always do the chasing. It's simple, really. If someone wants to see you, they will. If you're doing the chasing, you're not a priority in their life. And that's okay. You should just focus on those who make you a priority. Michael has a point. When there are so many people in the world, why should we settle for less? However, I would add this. It's something I heard Joey Coleman, author of Never Lose a Customer Again, say on a podcast. Friendships are never 50-50. He explained one friend may be putting more effort into a friendship than the other at any given time. It might be you. You might be organising a holiday away, and the other person doesn't seem to care. An 80-20 split. However, there may be other times when you're really busy and they're organising coffee dates. 30-70. Both are okay. We all have restraints on our time and focus. Just because someone hasn't been in touch for a while, it doesn't mean they don't want to be friends. The difference is this. If you're the one always doing the chasing, it might be a sign to let go. Number five, they support you when it's convenient. I remember the buzz when I launched my podcast and it flew into the charts. People I hadn't spoken to in years suddenly wanted to chat about my success. Michael remembered something similar. When he posted on LinkedIn about landing a big client, he received countless DMs asking him how. On the other hand, when I initially shared struggles about my dad, people cared. I received a lot of heartfelt messages and lots of supportive words. Since then, only my close friends have checked in to see how I've been getting on. And that's okay. I wouldn't expect anything else. It's made me realise, though, that when you're going through a rough time, who are the ones that show up? Who are the ones that will support you, even when it's not convenient for them to do so? These are the people you want to keep hold of. Some people will doubt your sincerity. But the people who need someone to call, someone to share with, or someone to give to, these people will know who to call. They will call you, James Altucher. It was refreshing speaking to Michael about his life and the lessons he's learned. As our conversation drew to a close, I asked him the following. Are you sad about letting people go? He smiled. No, not really. We've naturally grown apart. Besides, I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred nickels. I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred nickels. Amen to this. Quality over quantity every single time. Hey, hey, so outsourcing to a virtual assistant for less than $5 an hour has been a game changer for me. My VA living in Vietnam is for one, a lovely human being, and two, she saves me so much time every single week since we started working together in May 2020. She produces these episodes, she edits audio, she sends emails to guests, she creates social media posts, she writes show notes, completes ad hoc tasks, and we spend less than one hour a week communicating over Zoom and email. Pretty dreamy, am I right? 
Well, I now share all these systems, insights, and mistakes I've made in my very first Udemy course, so you too can outsource to a virtual assistant and save over 10 plus hours a week. Since launching in November 2020, over 80 students have enrolled and the course has received over 20 five-star ratings. To find out more, check out the link in my show notes where you can get an exclusive discount or visit udemy.com forward slash course forward slash outsource hyphen two hyphen a hyphen virtual hyphen assistant. That's not easy to say. Let me just repeat that. That's udemy.com forward slash course forward slash outsource hyphen two hyphen a hyphen virtual hyphen assistant for more details.